Hey guys, Jason here from the Vegas Fever Podcast. Um, just looking to get some stuff off my chest after um, Fresno State's 67-64 to victory over UNLV uh, last night. Uh, another um, underwhelming performance offensively and defensively from the Rebels. Um, Bryce Hamilton had 27, um, and Bakke Zhang had 16 and 8 rebounds. Everybody else really didn't do much of anything, and they had a hard time containing Dion Stroud and Isaiah Hill. And, um, of course, Orlando Robinson, uh, the Vegas native, uh, or his hometown is Vegas, I should say. Uh, those three guys um, were able to get to the Rebels, and in my piece I did for the Mountain West Wire um, before the series... It was really kind of keying on those guys, Stroud, Hill, and Robinson for um, for Fresno State, because as they go, so does the rest of the team. And in all of their games, but one, uh, one of those three guys were the leading scorers, and it kind of happened again. I mean, you know, Deion Stroud goes eight for thirteen from the field. He hits a couple of threes. Um, Isaiah Hill is four for nine. He hits three threes, um, and. Orlando Robinson got himself a three. Robinson didn't shoot real well from the field. He was three of 11. Um, and, you know, also, you know, for Fresno State, Anthony Holland was able to get to the Rebels for 19 or 12 points, I should say. Sorry, I was reading the wrong line. So four out of their five starters scoring double figures, you know, they shoot 37 from three, 37% from three, and almost 37% from the field. UNLV is just atrocious again from three at three out of 15. They did shoot really well from the field at 44%. Um, but this has kind of been a theme uh, for this team uh, pretty much through all of conference play, at least the last half of it. Um, against San Jose State in that second game, we just saw not a whole lot of effort, and it's just kind of the same thing, rinse and repeat, and it made me wonder um, what the offseason is going to look like for this team, because let's face it, UNLV now, you know, if they lose another game, I mean, we're looking at 8th, ninth place in the Mountain West, and they're going to have to go play, you know, against Wyoming um, and against San, San Diego State in some games that the Mountain West has made teams make up. It makes me wonder about the off season because this season's pretty much done. I mean, what what more can happen here? Um, wouldn't be surprised if UNLV loses the rest of their games and then goes, you know, Ofer in the Mountain West, and here we are another March for however many years in a row it's been now. What is it going to be eight years in a row where UNLV hasn't been in the Mountain West? You know, in the NCAA tournament. So. Who's going to come back for UNLV? I mean, I don't see why Bryce Hamilton should come back. I mean, he's a professional ball player. He could play somewhere, or he could transfer and play with a winning team. And, you know, he's going to be a senior. Um, he can graduate, potentially, um, and, and, and maybe play elsewhere. I mean, Mbake Zhang doesn't have to come back as a senior, even though he's granted an extra year with all this COVID crap going on. Um, you know, who else... Is is there really? I mean, David Jenkins. David Jenkins could transfer and go to a winning ball club. I mean, he is pretty good from three. I'm sure there is a handful of teams that will be lining up just to, you know, get a look at this guy. 
is it going to be another turnover year for UNLV where four, five, six players exit and four, five, six players come in? There's no way to build a team, a winning team this way. You can't do that. Um, we saw it, you know, with Dave Rice and Marvin Menzies, um, how you build a, how you build a program is you need three and four year guys. And I think that TJ Altsberger is looking to do that, but he's not with the way that, you know, kids are coming out of high school. Now they're thinking about pro ball, NBA, Europe or other. And so it's really hard to keep kids, but for every couple of kids that you get that want to jump to the NBA, there are some, there are a lot that are willing to stay and you've got to find them. And that's your job as a coaching staff is to find them. And I'm not really sure what the off season is going to bring for TJ Altsberger himself. Um, we know there's been whispers on Iowa state radio that is saying that, you know, Steve prom is going to be, he's going to be fired. Uh, Iowa state is having a really, really bad year and they just blew another game the other night against Baylor, uh, where they were winning, you know, and Baylor is really good this year and they blew it. And so whatever they are, two and 15, two and 16, whatever they are, um, that's not going to cut it in the big 12 and you're going to get fired. And this team was in the NCAAs, you know, not that long ago. So when they fire him, which is likely, Who's on the list? I mean, there's there's going to be a lot of names. I mean, it's a you know, it's a school that should be in the top half of the Big Twelve. They've got money. They've got a good fan base. They're going to want to go out and get a winner. I can tell you that T.J. Altsberger is going to be on that list. I can tell you because he was an assistant at Iowa State twice, and Iowa State has is is widely known, and it's been heard that that's his dream job. So if they call. You would got you would be out of your mind to not listen to your dream job on the on the other end of a phone. You would listen. Now the issue here is that I think the buyout for Otzelberger is like three million, some type of money in the in, in the range of three million or over. It needs to change hands in order to get him out of UNLV. I don't think that's really a problem for Iowa State. I mean, I really think that they would. Um, there's always a way in college basketball. And coaches, you know, leave just like players do. And I think that a lot of people at UNLV, the fan base at UNLV doesn't want to hear it. They don't want to hear the fact that this guy could go. I don't want him to go. I think that he should stay. And I think that UNLV should sweeten the pot to get him to stay because... He hasn't been given enough time. This year is a throwaway. He was fantastic last year. I think you have to give three to five years, and that's minimum. And everybody wants to win right now. The chatter on Twitter is just about how, on one hand, you have the fan base that thinks he's going to be back. There's no way he's going to leave. He hasn't been given enough time, and that's right. The other side of the fan base is also right to a point saying that we should look better. You know, and UNLV should look better. They've looked for the majority of this season, especially in conference play. They've they've looked like garbage. Um, they can't defend at all. And when you can't defend, you better be able to put up numbers offensively. And they can't do that either. And where has Caleb Grill been? 
he hasn't early in the season. He was a snipe. He was a sharpshooter, just banging threes. Where is this guy? I mean, we need more production from him. He was one of, he was my key UNLV player in my post that I did on the Mountain West Wire in the series because he's been nowhere, you know, and it's cool for you to have Hamilton and Jenkins, but you need another guy and he's not, he's not a drive to the basket guy. He is a, either he's going to drive it and kick it and get it back, or he's going to spot up, or he, he's going to camp out outside the three point or around the three point line and nail shots from there. So in a game where UNLV could have won, um, some time back and he's driving the ball, um, and he has no business driving the ball and turns it over, doesn't get a shot, gets a bad shot off, or the other, or last night, where, you know, he threw, he was making a good decision to get the ball to David Jenkins and or Bryce Hamilton. He, I, th- I believe he was throwing the ball to Jenkins and he threw the ball away. So we got these type of plays that are really hurting UNLV and they shouldn't have even been in that predicament, predicament because they were up late in the game and they blew it yet again. So not being clutch during winning time is an issue. Bad defensive play, not showing up on offense. They're not running the offense that TJ Otzelberger has set up, which is stay away from these mid-range garbage shots and get yourself good looks on the perimeter and get yourself easy buckets underneath. And, you know, Mbake Zhang has come leaps and bounds. We have, you know, Moses Wood has been good at times. We haven't seen a lot of Eduardo Delcadia. We saw him against Fresno State, but we really hadn't seen him. A lot of conference here, he's kind of disappeared. Nick Blake has been really good for UNLV. Devin Tillis has come along. Um, T.J. Altsberger has been running the eight, you know, eight or nine deep. He really hasn't, you know, given some of these freshmen, a couple of these freshmen that really could have used minutes. He hasn't really been using them. And I think that's really going to hurt the team going forward, especially like, let's say, Jenkins and Hamilton leave, you know, these kids could have benefited from getting some minutes, but instead they're just going to be like freshmen again and they're going to be inexperienced and UNLV's schedule next year is going to be much more difficult than it was this year as it was announced that um, the at some kind of MGM Grand tournament that's going to be at T-Mobile Arena um, you're going to see Wichita State and Arizona and UNLV and another team in a tournament. Um, and their schedule is much more difficult, like I said, than la- than this year. You're not doing these kids any favors. And I think uh, TJ Altsberger is a really great coach, and I think he should stay. But if your dream job calls you, you'd be a fool not to listen. And you know he's going to listen. And there's going to be – I'm getting the feeling more and more – after each game lately that there's going to be more turnover, including could be what new, what could be a new coach. Um, I think that you're never going to, you're never going to build a winner uh, in the desert. And UNLV is a program that is not a stepping stone. UNLV is a program that somebody should come here and somebody should stay here because the longer you stay, it's been proven I know basketball has changed, but, you know, Long Kruger was here seven, eight years, and he had built something that was, compared to what we have now, a winner. And we took advantage of it, and we took it for granted, and we shouldn't have, 
because now look where we are. Jerry Tarkanian, the longer he stayed, the more of a winner the program was becoming. You can even say that about like when Bill Bano was at UNLV. And I know that, you know, he was fired for NCAA violations. But when he got here in 95, the team had its worst year. He was able to get that team to two NCAA tournaments in five years because the longer you stay, you will get names. If you're Dave Rice and you can't coach and you can't transfer recruiting into wins, that's the opposite. Now, do I think Marvin Menzies was given a fair shake? No, but Marvin Menzies was not Desiree Reed Francois' hire. De- Marvin Menzies was Tina, Con- Tina, whoever, hire. So that's what's that's what's going on. You need to give coaches time. And honestly, the more and more college basketball becomes one and done or, or two years and done, you got to give these coaches longer because they're getting a new roster every year. But UNLV is not having one and dones. UNLV is having mass exodus every year. You can't have seven, eight new players and expect to get anywhere. You're never going to be San Diego State. You're never going to be Boise State. You're never going to be Utah State. You want to know why those programs are successful? Because they get kids to stay longer than one or two years. That's why they're successful. And also they have really, really good coaching. And you're seeing it um, in Colorado State as well, a program that wasn't supposed to um, be good this year. But they're contending for the conference title. And even up in Reno with Nevada, they are, they've got themselves, in my opinion, a good coach. UNLV has seen how good Steve Alford is firsthand multiple times now. And he's able to get players there. He's able to get players to Reno. But you can't get players to Las Vegas in the same time that he's gotten players to Reno. It makes no sense to me. Something's off. And I don't know what it is, but UNLV is looking to fix it because they want this program to be a winner. We all do. As well it should be. It's also extremely hard to make UNLV fans happy. And, you know, I probably should have gone on Twitter. I probably should have signed up for Twitter a lot sooner. Um, but I'm, I'm guess I'm glad I didn't. You know, I'm glad I didn't. Because um, I'm sure it was worse. You know, when the whole Chris Beard thing went down and, you know, the whole Dave Rice firing, debacle, Marvin Menzies comes in. I'm sure it was worse. But it's really hard, like I said, to make UNLV fans happy. You haven't been to the NCAAs in since what 2013, okay? It's not the program that it once was, but it's a program. It's not a stepping stone program. This is not a junior college, Division two, lower tier one program. It still is a formidable, you know, decent Division one job. And someone should come here and stay for a long time and build it and not be tempted to leave. That's not the, that's not the times we're in uh, in college basketball. I know people leave all the time. But even if a coach leaves, the program should be left in a, in a really good state, not non-shambles. And I feel like you need to give... You, UNLV fans, people in Vegas, people worldwide who, who appreciate UNLV you need to be more patient. Patience is a virtue. You're not going to be good year one in a new coach. You're not going to be good in year two with a new coach. You, you, you're probably not going to be good in year three. 
You know, I mean, it, year four and five is borderline. Okay, it, it's it, it's minimum four to five years. You know, I mean, three if you get lucky, and four if you're if you do it right, and five if you're patient. Sometimes you just you have to wait things out. And you know, I've been a, I've been a UNLV uh, fan my whole life, a Vegas kid. You know, born and raised. Um, we've seen a lot. You know, and I think. What's going to end up happening here? You have to be thankful for what you have. Because I don't feel we were thankful when Lon Kruger was here. And I feel like now we've been shown, this is our punishment. We've been shown how bad it can be. So be careful what you wish for. Because here we are. Another March. And Vegas sitting on the sidelines. While other teams are playing. When UNLV should be in that tournament. And they will be. So that's my thoughts. I would be uh, really interested to hear yours. Um, hit me up on Twitter at VegasFeverPod. And use the hashtag VegasFeverPod. Check out my column for the Mountain West Wire. Um, previewing the second game. Of the Fresno State UNLV series uh, that happens uh, Friday night, and uh, that's uh, on, on the mwwire.com. And uh, our show will have a new one this this Sunday, and we'll be talking uh, all things Golden Knights, all things UNLV, and and plus much much more. Um, so until we talk again, everybody stay safe. Have a good day.